And it is another week. This is Andrew Wood, joined as always by pastor and friend Jason Hayes. Jason, I want to start the show off like this. I just want to, I want to let the world know that sports are stupid. <laughs> and I don't know why we watch them. We missed it. I don't know why we watch. I don't know why we cheer. I don't know why we get involved at all because Our hearts every single time. Correct. You just are kicked right in the face yeah. every single time. And, uh, and yeah, it bugs I me. I agree. It is, um, it has been, it has been a tough few days since we, Tennessee lost. We are, I would, I would argue, and I think a lot of uh, analysts would argue, uh, are, one of are the, you, and you and I are Yes, out. yes. <laughs> one of the, if not the best college baseball team ever. And couldn't get into And then Omaha. we couldn't get to the World Series. I said this. I, I will say this. I said it uh, Saturday night, or maybe it was Sunday morning, going into the last game. You know, once it was clear we had won the second game, it was going to be just this kind of, you know, winner takes all third game. I said to someone, I, I said, listen, it is very, very difficult to win the College World Series. Sure. Uh, it, it is super it hard. It is different yeah. because you're playing a three-game series as opposed to, if you look at MLB, yep. you're playing a seven-game series. And, and two games, although crazy, crazy things can happen in two games. As we and, saw. And, and sometimes you get... A great pitcher that doesn't pitch well. Sometimes you get uh, the the random batter that bats, you know, 150 that hits two home runs. I yeah. mean, you get the 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 random stuff. You get an umpire that seems to have something against you. But but two games that that can get you. And I and I just said I, I said, listen, it feels like getting to the World Series is right. And I was not the guy that said if if we don't win this whole thing, it's a complete failure. Maybe I did. Yeah, Maybe I said sure. it on the air. I don't know. You know, but I, I think as of recent days, I kind of thought getting to the World Series is a huge accomplishment, and then from there, it's kind of a toss up. Yeah. Not even getting to Omaha, man, that was a yeah. And, and I don't think look, it's not a uh, it's not this a failure. Not like falling, the, the stats. No. The numbers they put up this year, absolutely was an insane. Season, yeah, absolutely insane. I think the the most, and that's why you know they've been they've been saying this whole time, hey, no team ranked number one has won it since 1999. Right. And and even last year, Arkansas was number one pretty much all year. Didn't right. make it to Omaha. Like this has happened before, and it'll happen again. Uh, it's just. Crushing, even, it's even not, after, it's not happened to us. Yeah, after it's the game, hurts. after the game, I'm outside, uh, just punching. Yeah, things. I was, uh, I was yelling. I told the kids to leave me alone. No, I didn't. I didn't do that. Uh, but I was outside doing, Chopping wood. doing something and, uh, oh, I was finishing up because I don't typically mow on Sundays, but after the game, I was like, I need to go sit on a lawnmower yeah. for, and listen to a Western and yeah. then get, get away from the game. So as I was blown off the driveway, Evelyn came up. So my third child came up, uh, and she had changed at some point because they got in the pool, and she had changed, and she had a Tennessee shirt on and a orange ribbon in her hair. And she looked at me and said, 
she pointed at her shirt like, oh, daddy, I got a Tennessee shirt. I said, oh, I like that. You look so pretty. And she said, I'm sorry they lost, daddy. Oh. And I went, get back in the house. No, I didn't. <laughs> Uh, but I thought, what I a thought sweet, she was say, what a sweet moment. I thought she was gonna say, "Vault for life." Daddy. Yeah, right. But um, I thought, what a sweet moment that my little girl, uh, she re- she saw was like, "Hey, I'm sorry they lost." Yeah. But I will say this and year, I hated for those kids, and oh, you know, it, at the end and, of the day, they're still kids. Oh, I mean, and even, and even a, a six-year senior who's 22 or whatever, maybe still real young. Well, you know? and and they uh, a few of them are going to make a whole lot of money. Real soon. Uh yeah, I mean Gilbert Beck, yes. they're going to do okay. Yes. Uh Blake Tibble, they're yeah. going to do okay. They're going to do fine. Um and and so yeah, it's 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 one of those things I will say, I'll always remember this team, not just because of the amazing season they had, but for whatever reason, my kids have never really enjoyed sitting and just watching sports right like whenever i say oh ut game zone they're usually like oh you know here's four hours of our life that we're not going to be able to watch anything else but summer and gavin could tell you pretty much every player even we were sitting at at lunch yesterday and summer was like and that old mike concho (laughs) that's beck right and i was like that is jordan beck and and i was like man they are picking up on all these things and, uh, and I, so I'll remember this team because this is the team that my kids even kind of got, got, interested. got into. That's and, fun. and so, yeah, man, I just, I hate it for them. And, uh, in, in no fashion, I'm not the guy that's like, listen, it, you know, the whole season was a failure and listen, they won an SEC regular season yeah. championship and an SEC tournament championship. Yeah. Uh, if someone would have said, Hey, listen, and you know, when Vitello came however many years ago, you're going to be regularly in at the top of the conference and you're going to be regularly be making runs at Omaha, we'd be like, yes. And we're going to have to add seats and every game is going to be sold out and it's the hottest ticket in the country. Right. I mean, yeah, all all of that. And um, your son would buy a T-shirt that says Mike Concho, which mine, yeah, one of mine has. Yeah, I will say I've been. Say he bought it. I mean, I bought it. Uh, It has been interesting to see. Now I do appreciate their. flair for the dramatic and there uh you know even drew gilbert made made a bad choice made a bad choice. uh shouldn't have done what he did and said what he said to the ump that's what happens when you say that to right. an ump like you're not in the majors and buddy. unfortunately you begin to see some of the consequences of that it wasn't yeah didn't. here's the here's the, the honest and, and you know they would not say this i don't think they would say this and again there there is no finger pointing here sure. I, I, i've done plenty of things i regret and and uh it's unfortunate you know but when when Coach Anderson then comes out of the dugout, yep. then all of a sudden he is then his you know his fine or his uh, a lot suspension of yeah. gets larger, and before you know it, on Sunday's game, even Vitello after the game said, <clears throat> "I I don't know." Basically, I said, "I don't know if I handled the." Basically, he said he didn't handle the pitching situation. Well, correctly. some could have argued you could have pulled Burns right. earlier. And, uh, and uh, you know, you, that's one of those things. But you know, you hindsight's twenty twenty. I mean, the one but dude it is that interesting it, to think the pitching coach, yeah, yeah, would have been role. heavily involved in that decision, if not the one making that yeah. decision. Well, and and you have even the announcer at that, and, and we're just going all baseball in the beginning. But even the announcer was like, "I'm I would leave Burns in. He's, his stuff oh, is he, still absolutely. good." 
And then the very next play, dude that's only hit one home run this year hits it opposite field. Well, I mean, to the shortest part in the park. He had just sat down there, best batter. Yeah. You know, and so, so you're like, you're not, ah, you, you can't. And then the next guy hits a bomb. Right. And uh, it was like, well, there's no doubt about that one. And then you got to pull him. And so. Listen, we are no armchair quarterbacks here. Oh, we, no. There's, there's no, there's no putting blame anywhere. I just hate it for the, hate it for the team. Yeah. It's a. And when uh, I say the team, me. Me, I mean, because it's a we thing, and uh, <laughs> so it's been a hot minute, yeah. and I, I feel like um, I feel like our listeners probably should know uh, that that one. Just I apologize, you know, our 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 schedules have been a little bit different, um, and traditionally, even if we're traveling for a vacation or something like that, uh, we just try to get in, we record early, we do what we've got to do. Uh, but this summer is just a little bit different. Um, I've shared with you. Some of our listeners know uh, oldest sons having some pretty major medical issues, surgeries, things of that sort. And so we're just getting into the studio just as quick as we can. Those studios, I mean, those studios, those <laughs> surgeries are not local. And so uh, having to travel up north um, and, and do all of those things. So much apologies to our listeners. But we're going to make today, I think, the greatest show that we have ever had. Yeah, is I mean, that we've already that, started that, is that way. Is that safe to say? Yeah, it sure. Be I, the, the way greatest I, show we've the way I had. see it, Jason, every day is my greatest day. Oh, wow! So because you're what is the what is it old timers say? Any day I'm six feet above ground is the good the day. best day. So yeah. I mean, I think that's the way. Well, and that's know, my old timers voice. So when I it's good when I get to that stage, whatever that stage is, right? I immediately that's how I start talking. Yeah, like that. immediately. When you go to Cracker Barrel mm-hmm. and order the old timers breakfast, yep. do you talk like mm, that when you put your order in? I don't know. Maybe I need to start. <laughs> Maybe I need to start what doing that. What is your go-to breakfast these days, Mr. Uh, Fitness? Not at Cracker Barrel. Just no, 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 no. I was no. like, that's no, not that's, involved. That, in, that, that can't be involved uh, in the equation. At Cracker Barrel, it's the country fried steak yes. with gravy. Oh, Lord have mercy. man, oh, me. Um, which means I haven't had I that in a long time. I also like a good pancake with blueberries on okay. it. I know that sounds okay. unusual, yeah. but they do that kind of seasonal special, and yeah. I really, yeah. really like that. Now, my go-to, is, my go-to is, so for instance, what did I have? Uh, this morning I had, uh, these protein, uh, it's called Kodiak, you know what I'm saying? Kodiak pancakes. Okay. Yes. So it's, yes. it's a, it's a. Initially p- thought, uh, you were describing a illegal drug. Yeah. I didn't uh, know it's yeah. just a couple shots. <laughs> okay. No, I'm kidding. It's, uh, <laughs> so I have Kodiak does pancakes and they, they have more protein than normal. Yeah. Uh, but what they, what I like about they have these snack Kodiak. I'm, I'm, oh. I, I'm showing it how big it is with my yeah, hands and we're on radio, so that's not helping anybody. Yeah. But it's a mix that you put a little bit of water in, mix it up, put it in the microwave for a minute, and you get like your own little like a, like a cup meal. Kinda, but oh. you get but it puffs up and it's oh. it tastes like a pancake. Oh, but it's in a cup. Well, and it's cool. 270 calories. Yeah, and it has like 12 grams of protein that's in that great. little cup. And so this morning I had that, and then I put sugar-free syrup on it. Come on. Uh, and then I have a little bowl of Magic Spoon cereal. Yep. Not a sponsor, but yeah, would love to be. Would love to and be. And really, honestly, need to be based uh, on the price of Magic Spoon. Yes, yes. Uh, and so, <laughs> and so I, I have that, and 
And then I do have me some coffee. Come on now. And then a giant thing of water. I love that. Well, I, I'm sure our listeners want to know that was creatine. that was exclusively um, selfish what's for me. Your, what's your breakfast? Well, uh, you know, I I don't think our, our listeners smacks. really need to know that. No, I've actually been doing good, man. Good. I, uh, I I actually don't eat breakfast. Mm. I know that's a weird deal, but on most days I do intermittent fasting. Okay. Yeah. And so I try to go, I try to do something like 16 and an eight or okay. something like that. Uh, maybe even sometimes 18 and six, but, oh. uh, but basically I try to eat between like 11 and, and dinner time. Okay. And so, uh, so yeah, not, not a big breakfast. I, I, I no breakfast for that matter. I drink a lot of water. Okay. Good. I, I was I, hoping yeah. you would add the water. Yeah, a lot, drink a I lot drink of water. I drink a lot. I drink a lot of water. And so. <laughs> That's good. So yeah, you know, it is what it is. Like I said, that was exclusively selfish. I apologize to our listeners. No, I, I think, you know, here's know. the thing. I, you know, some people are like, oh, the breakfast is the most important part of the meal. I don't, maybe, you know, I don't, I think it's whatever's works for you. I'm strong a believer. I'm a strong believer in the early lunch. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, like a, like a, like I really enjoy like an 11 o'clock lunch. We spent seven years in Nashville, uh, and when we were in Nashville, you know, everyone went to work at like 6.15 yeah, in the yeah. morning. I so mean, you it was were crazy because you were yeah. trying to fight traffic and you had central time. And so, yep. you know, it got, got daylight earlier and things of that sort. And so, uh, I mean, I can remember many a day basically waiting at the door for a restaurant to open at 11 o'clock for a lunch appointment. Yeah. And it wasn't like, hey, it's just because I was hungry. It was like, this is just when you meet. I'm meeting someone at 11 o'clock for, yeah. for a lunch appointment. I wonder if the the mindset of, and I haven't done any research on this, and I'm not going to because I'm just going to have it in my mind. kind of our go-to here on the yeah. show. I wonder if the breakfast, the most important part of the day, comes from uh, farmers and settlers from back in the day that would get up at the crack of dawn do a lot of chores and work. That's what my papa would do. He would get up at like four, milk, and then come at like nine o'clock. I'm sure starving. Nine o'clock in the morning, that's when he would eat breakfast, and it would always be a giant breakfast. So I wonder if for him it's like, well, breakfast is important because I'm I'm like barely walking after I've done all this work. Now I'm going to eat. Or we just want to be cynical. It's like some propaganda from the dairy industry. Oh, whoa. Let's not go after the dairy industry. I know. Of course it's not the dairy industry. The bacon bacon industry. Okay, that's better. And they thought, we're just going to say this. Right. Or it could be Kellogg's. Which is more likely. Yeah, where they're like, oh, no, you need to eat the cereal. What else is likely? We'll return. We'll talk to you in just a moment. So since we're getting, since we were getting into it, and since you, uh, with zero facts, attack attack my family, who put <laughs> who make a living on dairy, yeah. uh, and you just threw it out there. I felt, you felt super like attacked. You felt like you my dad's not here to defend himself. He doesn't have the internet. He doesn't have social media. And I want you. I want, and I want you and to know he that milked. He's literally milking right now as no, we talk. No disrespect to your father. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Uh, but no, you know, he is, the, the wood dairy is such a, I wouldn't even call it the dairy industry. Yeah. They, uh, they're such they're a small farm. cog in yeah. the, in the giant dairy wheel, if you'll, the yeah. giant cheese wheel, if you'll yeah. say. Oh, I like that. Um, that, you know, so he wouldn't, he wouldn't take offense. Uh, 
but I, I will say there was a time where he took offense when uh, Mayor Bloomberg was running for president. And Mayor Bloomberg was talking about farmers and climate change. Oh, gosh. And uh, I asked my dad what he thought. And my dad said, well, how about this? Why don't uh, Bloomberg eat his dollars and I'll eat my cows and we'll see who comes out better? <laughs> and then my dad said, put that on your Twitter machine. And I said, well, I, I, will, I will do that. I'll put that on the machine oh, and man, we'll okay. see what happens. But what I was going to say was we were talking about, uh, you know, breakfast being the most, most important part of the day. Where did that phrase come from? Again, we're not doing any research on it. I don't want to know for a fact. I just want to have my assumptions. <laughs> But but we, as you, we want to speculate based on what we think we saw in the documentary, exactly, somewhere. and we may not have even seen it, and they might have been making another point. <laughs> but the uh, but one thing that I did read the other day was you know when the tobacco industry got hit so hard because they were advertising to you sure. <laughs> the kids yeah, you sure. know about how great cigarettes were, and I listen. Look, I'm an old soul, so I listen to a lot of old classic radio, especially around Christmas time with uh, all these Bing Crosby Christmas specials. And when they advertise cigarettes on those old radio shows, they're going, nine out of ten doctors agree. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm Isn't like, that, well, that is so insane. And everybody's smoking. But what I, what I read was the, the tobacco industry was like, okay, this is a problem because we're, we're going to hurt when it comes to revenue. We're not going to be able to advertise like we'd advertised in the past, you know, with Joe Camel and all those things. Right that they bought a lot of uh, of the sugary delights, like a lot of the companies. And so they started doing the advertising for like Kool-Aid and really? all these things that are sh like chock full of sugar. Yeah. They then controlled that advertising. And so it was just, we'll just replace we'll it. Just shift it. And so on Saturday mornings, if you'll remember watching Saturday morning cartoons and stuff, that's all, you, you know, it was either super soakers right or like all the sugary delight cereal well, you could get uh, and, right and what we were saying off air and i mean i'm i'm the audacity for me to even mention it on air related to the dairy industry you know but there was there is i think i i really do think that i i, I saw this on some documentary but it was talking about Years upon years ago, when remember when skim milk became such a popular yeah. thing, all the Which dairy, is gross, yeah, the dairy industry had to figure out what do they do with basically the re the rest, yeah, you know, like what do they do with all this kind of surplus fat that's yeah. kind of coming out of dairy, and so that's when the cheese industry really exploded. Yeah. Now, I mean, as far as like a real like almost propaganda, you remember? I can truly remember growing up and like seeing commercials for like you know whether it was Velveeta or yeah. maybe. It was like cheese poured over everything, everything. broccoli to yeah. potatoes. And listen, I love that. Nachos. I would very much enjoy doing that. But it, but there was a reason behind it. Sure. You well, know, and it's just, interesting it, you say that the, the cheese industry exploded. Because if you have enough cheese, guess what else will explode? You. You, you will explode. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's uh, Or not. Uh, yeah, but I can tell you that there's been several times in my, in my youth, and when I say several, I mean probably hundred yeah that i thought i'm eating my vegetables sure uh, granted i had velveeta poured in, all over it. <laughs> in cheese, but i'm eating them uh, so, yeah so i want to um good stuff i want to give a quote today okay, okay that i just wrote no i did <laughs> not and honestly i don't even know exactly who to uh, attribute this to but i do know this 
Um, I, I have a friend who is actively involved at North Star Church. Uh, okay, yeah. Scott Cagle, pastor yeah, great there. Dude. Great church, great leader. He has a much better radio voice he than either of us. He has an amazing radio yes, voice. he does. And should probably replace us both. No um, doubt. But I don't know if this was actually attributed to Scott or if it was a quote that Scott just just mentioned in his message. But I, I think this is really, really interesting. And and so this is one of the things that 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 maybe our listeners need to hear today. Okay? Because and I think it will will connect with you and I. Because you and I both are big on um work ethic. Yep. Like that's a huge deal for us. Um I think organizationally, uh, we both value um, like ability and capacity. So when when you're looking at leaders, and not everyone has the same abilities and capacities, but but you you have to look for that in leaders and as you're empowering volunteers and things of that sort. Um, you know, we 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 appreciate uh, talent and like stewarding talent, um, even from a kingdom perspective. But this was the quote, and, and it was basically talking about addressing our own character and, and our need to humble ourselves before God and, and invest into our hearts. And so it was this, your talent, ability, and work ethic will take you places where your character cannot sustain you. Hmm. Wow. Let me say that again. Your talent, ability, and work ethic will take you places where your character cannot sustain you. Now, I think that's more of a probably, again, I don't know the context of it, or likely your talent, ability, and work ethic can take you to places where your character may not be able to sustain you. Right, yeah. And, and, and I just thought, man, you and I, I mean, you've, you've done this complete um, retooling of, of your health, um, really, when the pandemic got going, yeah. you completely retooled your health, and I know you invest so much time and energy into that. Um, I, I'm having um, uh, a lunch appointment, uh, you know, this week with um, a leader that 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 I'm investing into, but also as just this um, incredible talent and capacity and and abilities. And 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 refines those things like works hard at, um, at at being a better leader and works hard at reading and and you know like all the disciplines of being in in his kind of discipline it is it is mark the marketplace and he's an entrepreneur and it's just like so regimented into being better in that I think of. Um, we talked a little bit about it, kind of the weird fraternity of, of pro athletes that are around here in Knoxville. Yeah. And I'm fortunate to have a, a relationship with several of them. And I, I watch the way that they take their craft, whether it's swinging a baseball bat or a golf club or, or uh, you know, learning uh, offensive schemes uh, as a, you know, as a tight end or whatever it may be, just the, the absolute commitment talent, work ethic, ability that they're putting into those things. And we we celebrate that. And I think we should celebrate that, those things. I, th- I think those things are honorable and right. And just it just leads to the question, though, for all of us, 
do we put that much time and energy into our heart? Because if not, there's a possibility that those other things really do shoot us into a trajectory or into opportunities, environments that, that our heart then can't sustain. Meaning, you know, we're, we're tempted by success or we're drawn into the things of the flesh or we become materialistic or we gain ego and pride. What, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I even, I've done a, because uh, I'm a nerd, like I've even looked at percentages of time that I put into things. Oh, that's cool. Uh, during the week. And and you, you were talking about, you know, health and fitness. I mean, I, I did the math, and it's roughly four, if you if you go by hours a week, I mean, and, and not even counting sleep, just hours a week that everybody has, that everybody that walks the planet has, it's roughly 4% of my week is is focused on health and fitness. That's good. So 4% is so small, but but yet we find ourselves saying things like, I don't have time to do yeah. this, I don't have time to do that. But the reality is we're going to find time to do the things that we want to do. Right. But are we finding the time to do the things that are going to sustain us? Things we need to do. And, and things that we need to do. And we'll talk more about that when we come back. Oh, that's, uh, yeah. Yeah. All that's right. right. So, Iceman. Have you seen it? I am dangerous. Um, uh, no, I haven't. I've seen, I, I, here's what I have done. I've watched the original again, okay. uh, in the last couple of weeks, uh, in preparation for watching the new one. And I've heard zero negatives about man, the new one. Man, I will tell you. And have been told it's nostalgic. It's, it's a great, great hat tip. It's very pro-American. There's no woke nonsense. Like, it's just a good movie. It was very good. Like, like I plan on taking my father. Okay. Because uh, he has probably seen Top Gun somewhere between 900 sure. and 1,000 times. Um, and I'm going to take my father uh, and... Selfishly, I'm like wanting him to see it, but also uh, I want to see it again. Well, it, it and, was that good. And I think we should tell the listeners, me and you have a volleyball game scheduled this week yeah. in yeah. jeans and no shirt. Oh, we're heading out for the, uh, for the yeah. sunset. With our hands wrapped, which yeah. is weird. It's very odd what they did we're back head, in the day. We're heading out for the sunset match here in just a minute. Yeah, with our dog tags. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's a... I even watched the original that I think was like 89, 1989. Was the when the original one came out? Eighty six. Oh, Dave, even cra- even further back. Uh, it stands the test of time. It's fabulous. I mean, watching it in twenty twenty two, the flight scenes and everything, very well done. Very well. They did a good job. Here's one thing. I'm I'm glad he came in with that song. I was even thinking this morning. You know, used to, and and not that long ago. When giant movies came out, what else did they come out with? Soundtracks. Oh, yeah. Songs that were specifically written for the movie, not... Now it feels like an afterthought. Now it, it feels, feels like... like a compliment. Like, yeah, it's like now, something to kind of compliment Well, now movie. I feel like movies go, oh, that great song that's out today, we'll just plug it in. Yep. Back in the day, I mean, just a few off the top of my head, the Lion King soundtrack, insane. Yeah. Uh, Top Gun soundtrack, insane. Footloose. Footloose, insane. Uh, the Titanic, I mean Celine Dion's song, that was made specifically for 
I mean, yeah. Sorry. And you sound just like her. I'm a little, little, uh, horse, little horse today. I mean, there's so many that you can go like, oh, that is, it was made for the movie. And it's, they released uh, MC Hammer with the Addams Family back in the day. Another great one. It feels, you got, I mean, think about this. You have people that were on that. You had, oh no, I just lost it. Uh, you had Kenny Loggins, of course. Oh yeah. I mean, huge. You had Berlin, the Miami Sound Machine. You got all kinds of folks that were on that. Uh, they were on that soundtrack. Yeah, I mean, uh, it is. It is a. So so. It's a thing that we we need to get back it's to. Kind of. It feels to me, at least for my family. Okay. It feels to me like a kind of a big big summer of movies. Like mm-hmm. like my boys love all things Jurassic. Sure. And so that's got to be seen. I've already seen Top Gun with my oldest okay. and, and my wife. Uh, we were at a at a tournament with him. and uh, No, no, that's not correct. That is false. I've seen it with just my oldest. Okay. And then my wife went with some girlfriends, which is... Yeah, sure they yeah, did. I was like, yeah, sure, go Whatever. for it. Um, but uh, so two youngest, I probably won't take yeah, them to maybe see Top not. Gun. Um, but they are very excited about the Jurassic, sure. uh, you know, new movie and Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen the whole like. You know, I haven't like, watched it. I mean, yeah, I, 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 yeah we've it's seen the trailer. Like, you know, so that that's going to be interesting. Yeah, there's a, there's those are. Yeah. I mean, not that I've ever, not that I watch Disney stuff. Sure, no, I mean, don't have an account. I mean, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, oh. or ESPN or ABC or. <laughs> <laughs> Any, anything that Disney owns, which is everything. Uh, not to make light of, um, but that is an honest, legit tension. But sure. I will confess that we will go and see Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, and, and Some frustrating tension that exists in our fallen world. You know, and so, so as we were talking about last segment, the uh, read that quote again. You yeah, have that quote. Yeah. So it says, uh, let's see here. It says this. It said, "Your talent, ability, and work ethic." will take you places where your character cannot sustain you. Yeah. And again, I think there's probably some ifs in there. I don't know the sure. context. But it, in terms of your talent, ability, and work ethic can take you. Meaning you, those things are, are, are yeah. good, and, and they are a formula for, for advancement in a lot of ways and a lot of things. question is, where you advance to, can your heart sustain it? Yeah. You know, so, so yeah, like... Like, like, let's say, yeah, you put you put bukus of time and energy into getting fit and and, and getting yeah. fit and uh, and you know so. But if your heart's not in the right place, do you become? Does it become about vanity? Yeah, and rather about health. You know, I mean, and, and again, listen, appreciating that 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 your clothes fit correctly and sure. uh, is one thing. I, I understand yeah. that, and and even having a certain degree of of pride about that you know hey i i feel good i you know all of that stuff i feel like i look my best that that's not vanity but but we know there quickly yeah. gets into something different it is hey listen i've worked really 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 hard i put all that time work ability effort you know all that stuff into my career but my heart is completely distant from the yeah. lord and so i i've now fallen into this trap of of I, i'm not a, i'm not pleased uh, or i can't find any any real satisfaction in life mm-hmm. and so it's just something there man well and and we also have to question the reasoning behind all of that and so why are we uh 
why are we growing that platform or why are we doing what we're doing or why are we posting that or why are we putting so much effort into this? Uh, and, and so it's always wrestling with, with that, uh, of, of what do we need to do and where our heart is, is, and, and, and we've seen it. I mean, we've seen, we've seen guys even within the, the church that have rose to popularity and, and even fame in some circles and had major, major fallings. Right. Uh, for one reason or another. And so you, you see those things and you think, and a lot of times what you hear from people around them is they say, man, in the beginning, they were right on top of the mission. Yep. And it was all focused where it needed to be. And they just veered off well, how many ever so slowly. Yeah. How many politicians you say, I'm never going to do this, or I'm never going to be that, mm-hmm. or even that's literally their platform. I'm going to... They're against career politicians or they're against, you know, something, something, yep. something. And then they kind of get into it and they realize, hey, like, I really like this. Yep. Like, I really like all of the things that are coming with this. And listen, I do understand sometimes one people's positions just straight sure. change. Uh, sometimes you get into it and you see things from a little bit different perspective. So, but there is also the side that sometimes you're like, no, you just became who you said you didn't want to become. Yeah, I, I was in a meeting last week with a large group of people. And we were talking about an issue that, that all of us are dealing with. <clears throat> and and one thing that, that someone said in the room who used to work with the particular organization that we were talking about, that was that was their perspective of in the beginning they were so on mission and then they just slowly got off course. And and in the beginning that slow off course mission creep wasn't that big a deal. But 10 years down the road, that little bit of mission creep there in the beginning has taken them so far right. from where they originally planned or stated or, or were founded on. And so it's, it's, it's easy to do that for whatever reason. Um, and, and that's something that, that I wrestle with quite a bit is what's the, uh, what's the goal? Like what's right. the ultimate goal? Uh, and, and I, I've heard from so many people that have have spent their life doing good, godly things, and their families are in shambles, yeah, and their relationships are in shambles, and they're doing good, godly things for other people, serving. I mean, if you look at their resume, you're like, wow, if I could live a life that would be of service to another like right. this person. Right. But then you look at all their close relationships and they're just broken yeah. because they didn't put the time in with their kids. They didn't put their time in with their spouse. That terrifies me. Well, as a, as a person that's involved in ministry, it absolutely terrifies me to think that that, that is, uh, and obviously it's always a possibility, but... But there's moments of where I'm like, uh, am I creeping into that? Am right. I am I getting? I, I don't want to teeter. I, I don't want my kids going. Man, Dad sure loves everybody else. Yep. You know, it just well, it's a me, scary place. I think, I think that's just where, you know, it, it, the answer isn't just spend more time with your family. Uh, the answer and 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 I'm not the guy. I, I do sometimes think this. I, I will say this. I, you know, sometimes people say you can't. Feel your way into an action, but sometimes you can act your way into a feeling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and sometimes you're like, I just don't want to. Fe- I don't feel like doing it, but you just need to get up and do it. Yeah, you know. And um, 
And, and and I just think that there is the piece of discipline that has to be not just family, not just kind of personal health. I mean, these things that that we that we see as important that that are are a piece of um, kind of, of avoidance of kind of self implosion. But I really do think it's it's just we have to spend time with the Lord, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like legitimately spend time with the Lord. Like I, I so appreciate just even the the the, uh, the work that you put into um, this show. No, that's not. <laughs> uh, no, the, 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 you know, you talking about hey, you kind of just did a little bit of the work to figure out what four percent, or to figure out yeah. hey, I was looking at four percent. So then the question is, okay, so what else is getting four percent? Yep. And what's not getting four percent? Yep. And is Jesus getting 4%? You know what I mean? Again, you and I both live in this world that we really do believe. I, and I say world, talk about, I think, doctrinally and theologically. We really do believe in, 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 in not to sound mystical, but in in many ways, everything's spiritual. Sure. You know, I mean, really, like, this isn't, our, our Christian faith isn't intended to be this thing that's segmented just off to the side. But are we are we mindful of the things of God? Are we grateful for the things of God? Are we seeking the things of God? Four percent, eight percent, twenty percent, ninety percent. I mean, I, I I don't know, but at least we should do some examination and then and then see if there's a contrast or a comparison to some other things mm-hmm. in our life. Something for us to continue to consider. We'll talk more when we come back. You know, this song we we're, we're talking about. Uh, living right and doing the right things but there is a part of me I've never been a rambling man but there's a part of me that's very intrigued about the hey I'm I'm just you know I come and go man it's just what I do I'm here today gone tomorrow you like, know like, like a like a day worker at the at yeah. the uh, at the old ranch yeah I'm like yeah I'm man. like hey, I'm here for I'm here for a few months I'm just moving on. And to the, the wind. Next ranch. And then if the wind picks up, I'm just out, man. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's going to work with your season of life. <laughs> no. Yeah. I oh, like I said, I would never act on that. <laughs> There's just a part of me that's intrigued. I've been listening to a lot of, as of late, a lot of westerns, and that's kind of the the theme in oh, all yeah. of them. Oh yeah, no doubt. Uh, and so this the the most recent one I I listened to is Smiling Country by uh, Elmer Kilmer, uh, who is. My goodness, he's just an amazing. Some would say he wasn't a Western writer. He was a novelist that wrote about Westerns. Oh. I mean, he's he's an incredible writer. Uh, but the book Smiling Country is about a rancher. Not a, not he doesn't own the ranch. He's a ranch. He's just a cowboy. Yeah, he's forty five. But they're acting like he's 95 in the book. Like, oh, your best days are behind you, and he's 45 years old. They're like, those broncs, you just can't ride them anymore. And, and he just is arguing, you know. And, and they're, his, the, ran, the owner of the ranch is trying to offer him a job to, like, be the foreman. And he's like, I don't want to be a foreman. I want to get out here in the work. And then he falls off a horse, and that creates this. So, but the whole book premise is... Rambling, man. He, he is on his last leg and he's watching his cowboy friends that are his same age who are lonely drinking themselves to death have nothing have have no families have no kids and he's watching all the all that he used to uh abhor like his brother yep. is a farmer with a wife and yep. child all that he used to hate Stability. he's now he's now starting to go 
maybe that is where I need to be. So, and it's an interesting perspective. So before really all, all of the madness of the summer hits, and I, I and I'm again more speaking towards all surgeries, and sure, yeah, hospital visits and uh, all that other stuff, or hospital stays, I should say. We went and took a, a, a few days of vacation, as you know, and we went south. And, okay. uh, and one of the things we did was we went snorkeling um, quite a bit, but we went uh, also on a, like a like a little day chartered boat. Okay. okay. And had a guy that kind of took us to these different spots to snorkel and uh, kind of places you couldn't get to from the beach. And yeah. it, it was awesome. We had a great time. But this guy was a former doctor. Huh. He literally was a former doctor. Mm-hmm. He was probably close to my age. Uh, was pediat was in pediatric medicine. Uh, worked at a pediatric hospital and uh, and said, "I'm stressed. Had I can't enough. do it." And he has been chartering boats for the last seven years. Wow. And he is planning on buying his own like catamaran or something. And basically living on a boat uh, for the foreseeable future. That would be terrible for me. Oh, oh, a boat? Yeah. And I just need to talk to some people. Well, I could deal with that. But the boat, <laughs> the boat, and if, if I ever had a, yeah, me, it's one thing to be on a cruise ship where there's like a lot of other people yeah, sure. and there's like safety like, boats. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's one thing to be on a boat where you can't see any shore, but you're like, I don't know. I think yeah. I could get in one of these other boats and yeah, I'll be all right. Yeah. But if I'm by myself and, I, and everywhere I look is water, you're no, gonna that fall would asleep. be, yeah, like that would gonna, be terrifying. Yeah, tell me you're just going to fall asleep. I mean, I've seen enough movies. At, at some point in time, storms come up I and waves get big and... I'm not then sure, what? I'm not sure they're familiar. And with then you're on the news, and you're so daggum sunburned. That I'm not. I'm not sure if they're familiar with a absolute cinematic classic, Gilligan's Island. Oh uh, yeah. Or well, at least they had friends. <laughs> you know, Tom Hanks had a volleyball, right? Uh, you know, it's just some things to think about. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I mean, the three-hour tour did turn, you know, significantly longer. But they had people. But they had people. Yeah, they had Marianne. And Marianne, Ginger. Gin, yeah, all of those. Gilligan. Uh, yeah. Skipper, too. Yeah. And uh, what's his... What's, uh, a millionaire <laughs> and his wife. You know, I will say... I will say, you know how sometimes songs like bring up memories? Yes. The worst anxiety-ridden parts of my life were in around fourth grade. And so there'd be days I would... I would just be so filled with anxiety that I would stay home. So what show would you watch? And when Gilligan's would come on. Oh, no. So anytime I hear the 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 theme song, it's not really good memories. Just, it has to, I just immediately get knots in my stomach like I don't want to go to school. That's mama. crazy. Mama, that I don't want to go. It's weird. I listen. It's very weird. All right, so on our next show, okay. if we can remember, I want us to pick up on that thought. Yeah. Because I've always wondered about that. Yeah, it it brings up uh, sometimes good, but sometimes so it's like said, not friends, good. So with that said, friends, that's the reason for you to join us next, <laughs> next week. week. We'll talk to you soon.